Oh, I am very excited about this episode of Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. I'm Jerry. Thanks so much for listening. Appreciate you uh, allowing me to hang out with you for a while. On this episode, I'm going to introduce you to a phenomenal young talent, Sarah Nimitz. You may know that name. Uh, she's an indie artist, but my guess is that there are a lot of people who have not yet discovered Sarah Nimitz. And I, th I think you're going to appreciate her as much as I do after you hear the conversation we have and, and check out some of the links in the show notes to Sarah's website and her YouTube channel and podcast and, and a whole lot more. That is coming up. She's been She's been on stage since she's four years old, and I won't spoil that story because she tells it during the course of our conversation. Before we get to Sarah, though, this week's good news. Congratulations once again to Chick-fil-A. They were number one. They've been number one for years in this category of fast food restaurants in the brand intimacy category, which means they're the most trusted brand among fast food outlets. Coming in at number two, McDonald's. They moved up a position from last year. Then Starbucks, KFC, and Dunkin'. I don't know why these restaurants try to shorten their names or hide where their origins are. K Kentucky Fried Chicken, they thought fried was a turnoff, so they just went to KFC. I don't know what's wrong with donuts, but Dunkin' took donuts out of their name. They round out the top five. Carrie Underwood, you remember her from American Idol? Huge, huge name in, in country music. Uh, she put out her first Christmas record last year. I think it was called My Gift. Well, she just announced that she has another record coming out probably around Easter called My Savior, and it's being touted as her very first gospel album. Carrie says she's going to have on it uh, a lot of the hymns that she sang as a kid growing up in church and, and maybe some original stuff. No date for sure on when that will drop, but we're looking forward to My Savior from Carrie Underwood sometime around April. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred reportedly told the clubs to be preparing for a normal spring training and plan on a full 162-game season. That was leaked from the commissioner's office. I hope that's the truth. Oh, that 60-game season, that was just a mess last year. Hopefully we get back to a full 162. Uh, before you know it, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, Monday the uh, 18th of January, we are now less than a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting for spring training. But as of the day I'm recording this, I'm actually recording this on, on the Friday before it comes out, only three teams have announced when their pitchers and catchers are supposed to report. The Orioles uh, have that date set as the 16th of February, and then the Mets and the Rays have it on the 17th of February. Every year I look forward to the CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. I never go, but I just like to see all the gizmos and gadgets and doodads that come out of there. It's usually in Vegas. Uh, acres and acres of showroom of floor space is taken up. This year, COVID, it's been virtual. But there's still some pretty cool stuff that's come out of it, like Kohler, uh, the, the people who make the bathroom fixtures have announced some touchless bathroom fixtures and a new, what they call stillness bath, which is basically an app-controlled tub that gives you a luxury spa vibe with fog, lighting, aromas from essential oils. It fills from the bottom, and then on purpose, it overflows into a wooden moat to create relaxing sounds. Also from this year's CES, a company making an accessory for smartphones to project holograms, which will be viewable in daylight for both iPhones and Androids. And... A new robot may be coming out. See, you never know at CES if this stuff ever gets past the showroom floor and into production. 
Uh, a lot of it is just speculative. But I hope this one comes out. It's a robot called Handy that can sense if something in its hand or whatever passes its hand for this robot uh, is breakable or not. It can set the table and load the dishwasher. I need one of those. And finally, Cold Snap. It's kind of uh, like a Keurig for ice cream and frozen drinks. It'll make soft serve ice cream, frozen yogurt, frozen smoothies. Now, again, this is not out yet. They're not sure if it's going to come out and when it comes out, how much it's going to cost. Pretty wide price point here on this thing, unless they're talking about different types of models. Anywhere from 500 to to 1000 bucks, And the pods are going to be about $3 each. So that's $1,003 for your first ice cream cone using the cold snap. You got to really love ice cream to, to spend that kind of cash on something like that. Okay, are you ready to meet Sarah Nimitz? I am so excited to be able to introduce her to you, or if you already know her, to maybe share some things you didn't know about her. I found her, uh, and I tell her this, uh, through a postmodern jukebox, and we'll tell you more about that as the conversation progresses, and uh, saw her post something on Facebook not too awful long ago that made me thought, I need to get a hold of her and see if she's willing to do the podcast. And so I messaged her through, uh, I think it was Instagram, and she got back to me right away. And so we set up a time to do a Zoom call, uh, which means there's video, and eventually one day, hopefully, <laughs> I'll have some bonus material of the video version of this conversation with Sarah. And so we pick it up right from the start when we make contact on that Zoom call, this is Sarah Nimitz. Hey! Oh, hey! It is so good to finally meet you. It's great to finally meet you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, good. We made it to 2021. Oh, good Lord. Finally. Finally. Ooh, yeah. Let me ask you two quick questions before we get going, okay? Okay. okay. The first is probably silly. Does anyone ever confuse the way you spell your name with Admiral Nimitz? Yes, yes, all the time, <laughs> which, which is okay with me. It's the same pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, I've just got more E's, bunch yeah. more E's. When in doubt, <laughs> stick an E in there. <laughs> I found you, I think, through the uh, Postmodern Jukebox. Cool, okay, yeah. Uh, and I don't even remember what song it was that you did. I thought, holy cow, can this girl sing? And so I, I watched for the credits and I found you. And I looked you up and then I found your YouTube channel. And thanks. I feel like I know you. I've been watching you for years now. <laughs> that's, that's the great thing with the, with technology and social media, right? I mean, yeah, of course it it's a, a double-edged sword, but you, you feel like you really get to know people, you know, yeah. it's this community. It's, it's such a cool thing. Well, and just all the, the stuff, your Wacky Wednesday stuff and yeah, and Second Sarah and all that, all that. I, I love alliteration. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I'm so glad you've been there. It's really cool. Everybody's kind of getting to know each other, you yeah. know, on those things. Now, the thing that I've been looking for an excuse to, to, to contact you and interview you since I found you. Nice. We are, we're a contemporary Christian radio station. Awesome. And... I saw you on Facebook. I can't remember if it was you posted it or somebody else posted it. Something, I think it was in Chicago, some kind of a Jesus festival or something. That yeah, it might have been. It might have been the Jam for Jesus. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every, every December, my church for the last 20, 
oh my gosh, probably the last 29 years has been doing this huge concert around Christmas time. So I've been a part of it for the last 14 years. Oh, I'd wow. Say. Yeah. So I was, I was, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Is, great. It, it, do you have a faith story? Yeah, I do. And if, are, are you, are, are you open to talking about that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I'm always happy to talk about Jesus. So that is so good to hear. That is so good <laughs> to hear. And you're doing a podcast now too. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm new to the whole podcast game. I'm, I'm not an expert like, like you, but I've been doing it for about three months. It's been really fun. Well, yeah. good. I saw on your YouTube channel, an 11 year old Sarah Nimitz thinking you make me feel like a natural woman. <laughs> yes. With all and, of my wealth of experience about being yeah. a woman at that age. But I was blown away by your presence and how you just captured that crowd. It was, I, it was amazing. It, did you know at that age that this is what you wanted to do? Absolutely. I, I started singing when I was four. My very first time on stage was four. And I was at a BJ Thomas concert and he brought me up on stage because uh, yeah. he saw this kid singing in the front. And I think it was probably just such a strange thing to see this little kid singing along. So that was my first introduction to being on stage. And I just loved it. And my parents are both very musical. So I've always grown up with a real love of music in the house. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, I, I'm from Chicago, but yeah. that video that you saw, I was in LA. By that time, we had moved to LA, and yeah, I was. I had done Broadway by that point, and I was already trying my best to work it and you know get any opportunities that people were willing to give me. How did you get connected with Postmodern Jukebox? I had watched their videos online and like a lot of people, I was just a fan of what they were doing. I thought it was really innovative and it honored the music that I love. And I was a fan. So I found Scott Bradley's email address online. I was just Googling for <laughs> it. You, know, you can find anything online. Oh yeah. And, and I found his address. Thank goodness I didn't find his, you know, physical address or I might have just <laughs> showed up. But I, I sent him an email and told him I, I loved what they did. And if they were ever open to other guest singers, I'd love to be a part of it. And he wrote me back and, and liked the video I sent him. And we got together one day, just sat down at a piano and jammed and really hit it off. And then about six months later, I was on tour with them. And Man. since then, I've, I've traveled about 30 plus different countries with them. So it's, I, I've made some of my best friends through, through that outfit. Oh, I'll bet. I, I really like the don't stop video. Oh, thanks. That was, yeah. that was so much fun. It's all single shot. I know. So, I know. How, so how many did. times did you have to run through that? I think that was probably the 15th take or something. Oh, I think man. we did 15 or 16 takes. Yeah, it was, it was fun, but it was a long night. The final product was very impressive. They did a great job. There was a whole crew of videographers and lighting and choreographers. And yeah, a lot of work went in. It was almost like doing a little movie. It felt like it. Yeah, yeah. it looked so cinematic. They did a really good job. They did. They did. So now, how did you go from music to the acting? Because you, you, you were in Glee. You did a lot of the music in Glee. 
Yeah, I when I started getting into music and acting, I took these acting and singing classes in Chicago uh, from this company called Barbizon. And you go and you get to have coaches and, and learn about. And my primary interest was always singing, but they also offered acting classes. So I was just interested in everything and took acting classes and yeah, learned from a lot of great coaches there and then went on to do acting work in Chicago and LA and New York. Um, and I love acting, but music has always been my yeah. first, my first love. And that's where I feel most comfortable. But it's just another way to tell a story. I, the way yeah. I well, so, so is that how you really view yourself as a storyteller? I do. Yeah. So whether that is singing or acting or doing a podcast, I just look at it as different ways to tell a story. You did the Carol Burnett show? The, I the, did. The, the, the play? Yeah, that was, that's still one of the highlights for me, getting to meet and work with Carol Burnett. She's just such a graceful and down-to-earth woman. Mm. If you met her, you would never know she was this big celebrity, this icon, because she's just very quiet and very serene. And then to get to work with Hal Prince on that was really an honor for me too. Mm. Yeah, it was a so 2020. Yes. Terrible year. Yeah. But a great album. Thank you. <laughs> how, did that, how did that come to be? 2020. There were like 16 songs on that? Yeah, there's a ton of songs. Yeah. Remember, remember in 2019 when we were all really excited about 2020? We thought it was going to be this, <laughs> this great new decade. Yeah. So we came up with the idea to call it 2020 in 2019. Uh, if, I were naming <laughs> it, if I were naming it again, I probably would pick a different name. But we recorded the live album in February. And this was right before the mm -hmm. pandemic kind of came over to the States. We were just watching news from overseas and hoping, oh, I really hope this doesn't become a thing. So about two weeks after we finished recording it, everything shut down. Yeah. And by that point, we, uh, we had already done a lot of our artwork and we were locked into 2020. <laughs> and the album was supposed to come out in Feb uh, no, in April. And we were going to be doing a tour. We had a bunch of dates lined up in Europe and in the States. And first we delayed the release of the album. We thought, let's push it to the summer because then we can hopefully tour the album and get it out that way. But then as summer was approaching, we realized, no, that's not going to work. So we said, well, we, we have to get it out this year. So let's just put it out in October and do a digital release campaign. So it kept, it was the, the album that just kept moving, 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 <laughs> moving back. It was almost 2021. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you finally got it out. There's some really, Thanks. really good stuff on there. And I love that you have video of it too. Thanks. Yeah, we really wanted to, to get it all on video. We got a DVD up there. And it was so much fun because it was one of the few gigs I got to play that year with my friends. Mm. So it's, it's just, we wanted to capture all the live playing that we had been doing for the last decade in one place and really have that so people could listen to it and, and capture that live feel because that's yeah. that's so important to us live music it, it certainly comes Thanks. across what's one of your favorite songs on that record Ooh, i've got to say all your love is one of my favorite ones on there it was a song 
that was inspired. I'm a huge Michael McDonald fan. And when I sat yeah, down. I, you, you talked about that. It was on the podcast or something about yeah. how, how you came to write that song and just imagine I, Michael McDonald singing it. I'm always talking about Michael McDonald. I don't even know the man, but I, I love his music and his artistry. So yeah, I sat down to write this, oh, like a Michael McDonald. And, uh, and it just took on this life of its own. So that's always a fun one because the band is just killing it. The singers are so great. Yeah, so that's a, that's a favorite for me. That's good. I, uh, I, like, I love your covers. Thanks. I, I Thank think you. I maybe mentioned in, in an email or where I tried to reach out to you on Instagram that I never thought I would say this in my life. But your version of In My Life Mm. is better than the Beatles version. Of wow, that's, that's high I think, praise. I think you really captured the, the mood of that song. Not that they did a bad job of it. I mean, they're the Beatles. No, they no, they, they did a good job. They've got but your, your interpretation of it was just so touching. Thank you. And so heartfelt, I thought. I just, I listen to that all the time. I drive my daughter crazy. You listen uh, to that again? <laughs> thanks. I got to credit some of that to uh, WG Snuffy Walden too, who's the he's he is that. something else. I he's, I really enjoy his work. He's got such a way with playing. He just it's straight from the strings, from his heart to the strings, yeah. out to the listener. You know, yeah, that was so much. That was so much fun to do. I've always loved that song. It's so beautiful, but there's this really melancholy kind of bittersweet. There is. To there it. really is. Yeah. And I, and I think, again, I think the, the Beatles version, well, up until I heard your version was, was great, didn't capture that as much. I th theirs was a little too upbeat or something. I don't know. Thanks. Yeah, well, they, they weren't around in 2020. So, you know, That's we've well, seen uh, now. Yeah, but you cut that long before 2020. Yeah, that was, uh, that was probably 2015 or 16. Yeah. yeah. But thank you. You're right. What is one of, besides the Michael McDonald song? Uh, you wrote Monroe, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Monroe. Thank you so much. That's kind of become a, a favorite of a lot of the folks that, that listen. I guess it, you know, it's funny. It was almost a song that didn't get written because I, I was afraid that maybe it was too sappy. I, I was worried, oh, are people going to think this is cheesy? But <laughs> Snuffy encouraged me. He said, no, I think there's something there. So I'm, I'm really glad that song got to get made and, and see yeah. the light of day. So I got to ask you, and if it's too personal, you just tell me it's too personal. Did you write okay. that for somebody? I did you have somebody did. in mind? Yeah, I, I was in a relationship at the time and really loved the way that th that love can make you feel, you know, it just, mm -hmm. it, it, it brings you above the, the everyday, you know, you feel like a movie star, even if you're yeah. just wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Of course, that person decided I was not Marilyn Monroe and they were done, but I got a song <laughs> out of it. So <laughs> at least it got a song. That's and I, I still do love the concept of love, you know, even well, if I'm good. not in it, I do love what it is and what it can be. So tell me, I saw you on uh, it was a Jesus jam. Yeah. Jam for Jesus. Jam for Jesus. Jam for Jesus. Yes. Yes. And you've been doing that for, you say 14 years. I think it's been about 14 years. Yeah. My, my church has had this huge jam for Jesus concert every Christmas. And it's really special because it gathers 
a lot of the top session players and singers in LA. And it's really hard to get that many musicians together unless either it's great exposure or it pays really well. Mm. And the thing about this is it doesn't pay anything. It's just everyone coming together to celebrate Jesus and to celebrate Christmas. So it's, it's really a special night because you see all of this talent there to just give and celebrate. It's not about ego. It's, it's just about worship. Were you brought up in the church? I was, yeah. I uh, I grew up at uh, St. Matthew's Lutheran Church in uh, in Illinois, and uh, my dad was raised Catholic, mom Lutheran, and it's always just been a part of my upbringing. But what I love, the more I get older, and especially, I've really felt this in 2020. I felt my faith; it's always been mine, but I felt it becoming more and more my own as I've been diving deeper into more, even more of a personal relationship with Jesus, kind of going from that stage of, okay, intellectually, I believe this, and this is what I think is true, but then to take it into the the emotional level and go, okay, I, I feel yeah. what my, my brain knows. And I've, I've really felt a lot of 2020, while it's been awful, I, I've felt Jesus's presence a lot in 2020 and and that I've gone deeper in my faith so if that if that was the only good thing of that year I'm I'm happy yeah. I mean I'm sorry for all the terrible things but. <laughs> sometimes that's what it takes though yeah yeah it was it was really cool because we we booted up this um uh you know I, I couldn't go into church because of COVID and lockdown yeah. but we started this really small six person panel where we just would all zoom and then I would lead worship on guitar. And it was such a cool journey because I I'm really comfortable singing, but as far as leading a conversation, I was really uncomfortable. And I don't know if somebody just didn't show up or they didn't have enough people <laughs> or what, but I kind of fell into that role and it's, it's been amazing. It's, it's been a lot of growth through that too. Well, that's good. It's so good yeah. to hear. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that for you that, and that you're, you're happy. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's next for you? Hopefully once COVID gets over, you'll be out on the road again. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to reschedule these shows in Europe that were canceled. We had about 30 shows, so hopefully those can move to this year. And then I've got a show that I've done before in Vegas at the Smith Center, which is always so much fun. And that moved from from this spring, uh, last spring to last summer to the winter, and now it's on <laughs> for the middle of this year. So I'm hoping that gigs will come back. We will see. Um, but definitely always creating and writing. I've got my, my home studio where I've got my green screen hidden behind my curtain. So I'm making a ton of, a ton of stuff at home and, and writing for a new album. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Any kind of a, a, a date on when that might be? Or is anything finished for that yet? Nothing is finished for that yet. Right now, it's just a ton of uh, demos and the written songs that we're collecting and, and now getting into the process of. Hopefully this year. So we'll see. A lot of your videos, and I, I might be wrong. I might be giving you too much credit. But it seems to probably, me that you, probably. you do, you do <laughs> a lot of this stuff yourself. I mean, you, I've, I've seen you there mixing some beats and stuff like that on your on on uh, whatever audio software it is you're using. You've got the uh, the Sarah Band. Is that what you call it? Yeah, I've got the Sarah <laughs> Band. Thanks to green screen technology, right. yeah. I can jam with myself. 
Sorry, you're doing all the vocals. You're doing all the instrumentation. Are you doing yeah. the video too, or do you have somebody there doing the video? I am. No, I'm doing the instrumentation, the producing, mixing, video, editing, video editing. <laughs> yeah, because in this time, you know, a lot of us musicians, we uh, we don't have the finances necessarily, but we have time. So yeah. we, we can't hire someone to do this work for us. But thankfully, we're able to learn how to do it. So it's been... It's been a new love of mine, video editing. I, before as a kid, I, I used to like making little videos with my friends. We, uh, I had a pet rabbit and <laughs> we would write these scripts about him being a secret agent, much to his chagrin. So we would shoot <laughs> you know, his adventures. But yeah, I used to just edit an iMovie, but as, as I wanted to make more advanced things, there was a limit to what iMovie could do. Mm -hmm. so, I started learning Final Cut and and Premiere and After Effects and some of that stuff. And yeah. I've, I've really been enjoying it. Well, that's good. Tell yeah. me about Nuggets. Nuggets. Oh, shoot. He's in the living room. Nuggets, <laughs> it, Nuggets the chicken purse is a, uh, a chicken purse I got in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> and I got him because I just thought he was ridiculous looking i didn't have a particular affinity for chickens i was just so intrigued by this chicken purse and my aunt got him for me as a gift oh. and i've just taken him all around on my travels taking pictures of him in different countries and he's gotten his own following he's kind I of know. Gotten known he's his own person he's got his own merch he does. There's a Nuggets hat. <laughs> Somebody just reached out to me about wanting to make Nuggets soap molds because I've been <laughs> I've been making soap during uh, COVID. So they're going to make a Nuggets soap mold so we can get little oh, soap man. nuggets. Yeah, that's too funny. That's <laughs> too funny. Is there anything I haven't talked because I've got had you for 20, 25 minutes now and I know you got a oh, lot gosh, going time on. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. It does. No, but, you've anything you know, we haven't talked about that you were hoping we would talk about. No, you've covered it all from, from pandemic to music, to touring, to Jesus, to chickens. I, this yeah. was really thorough. Well, cool. Now, wh where, give me the name of the podcast again. Yes, the podcast is called Serenade, S-A-R-A-N-A-D-E. And it breaks down each one of the original songs on the 2020 album. So it's, it's available everywhere. People get their, their podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, the RSS feed. Yeah. Amazon Music too. Amazon Music, Google. I guess where I found it. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. Well, I'll put links to your website. I'll hey. put links to your YouTube channel and the podcast uh, on the station website on my blog and also on the show notes for this podcast so people can find you and find out more about you. Awesome. I hope you get to Atlanta sometime. I would love to. I've, I've been there once with PMJ and yeah. loved it. The audience was great. I would love to come back on my own. If you do, let me know. I will right. be there. All right. I will, I will look you up. I got your email. Okay, good. Sarah, I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much your for time. having it me is, on. And uh, uh, I wish you get well. through this year now. Wish oh, you yeah. well, too. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks. I don't know if you could tell during that conversation, but that was kind of a big deal for me to be able to talk to Sarah Nimitz. I've been watching her videos for years uh, and just I'm a huge, huge fan. I hope that you will become too. Uh, because it's a podcast, we, we can't put music in it. It, it. Just all kind of licensing problems with that when, you, when you're talking about podcasts. But in the show notes 
of this episode, you will find a link to Sarah's website where you can order her latest project, 2020, and all of her previous projects. Plus, you can get Sarah Nimitz and Nuggets merchandise. Sarah even has Sarah Nimitz branded kazoos. I really meant to ask her about that. We just ran out of time. So that'll be up there on the on the show notes. And you can see all the videos that we discussed and a whole lot more on her YouTube channel. And I've got a link to that there. And you can find her podcast, Serenade, and subscribe to it. Uh, I've got a link to that on Apple Podcast for you. And I also have a link to the video version of the song by Postmodern Jukebox that Sarah's featured in, Don't Stop Believing. All those links in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again so much for uh, allowing me to be a part of your day, for allowing me to introduce Sarah Nimitz to you or help you get to know her better if you uh, had already discovered her. Please do subscribe to the podcast. And if your platform allows, uh, give us a rating. Five stars would be excellent. Uh, Maybe a review that will help other people find the podcast as well. Next week, next Monday, another episode coming up. So I hope to see you then on Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast.